0: Welcome to the T-Head Podcast. I'm Marty. I'm Moby.
1: And I'm Leland.
0: Well, we're here again, boys. Uh, Episode 8. I don't think I actually put a title down for Episode 8 yet. Uh, Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think we do have a title
0: yet. I don't know. Uh, Rainy Day Musings or something like that. I think I'll go with the title that I picked for Video Game Variety Show, which is Party Time. Okay, uh, that sounds like a good title for the episode because our podcast is like a party. <laughs> it's like, and what it's... do you want to leave <laughs> early? And it's time.
1: Party like it's nineteen
0: ninety nine. So uh, banter, the obligatory banter segment. <laughs> That's uh, banter.
2: You know, I'll jump in on this. If all of you guys or any of you guys seen the Stranger Things two trailer, the most recent one?
1: No.
0: I watched a bit of it, yeah. You you watched a bit of a two-minute trailer. Congratulations. Well, no, your- okay, what happened was I started watching it, and I didn't want to spoil too much of it, so I thought, okay, I'll stop, and oh. I'll just wait for the, ep- the show, because it comes out next week. Ah, eh, that's right.
2: Um... I don't know. I don't know what next, right? I think, yeah, I think it did a good job of not giving away too much. Um, I really like the, how it was done overall. The music kind of reaches this really intense crescendo, and they start to cut scenes really quick of like, you know, shotguns going through the door, Sean Astin running through the halls. I think it's fucking awesome that Sean Astin is in this. You know, it's an 80s style show. He was a big 80s star, and they put him back into it, so. How creative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i just like sean Astin. uh one thing i'm worried about is there's no i looked it up on imdb as well and matthew modine is not credited and i i follow him on twitter and i know
1: he was is that the uh asylum dude or whatever
2: he's the Dad? bad guy daddy? yeah daddy, daddy
1: yeah whatever the fuck he was called
2: yeah he was on twitter complaining about not being signed and i had heard that he was after like way too much money for what he does and but i couldn't find any confirmation i I tried to look on google um to you know find that he was formally cut or he asked for too much money but
0: these character actors need to know their place they're there to make us feel good and for them not to make any money doing it
2: (laughs) especially Matthew Modine.
0: Like, come on. Yeah. People barely know who he is.
2: You know? Listeners probably never even heard of the guy. So I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's no different from the usual. So indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. That's lovely fun. back and forth between yeah. you, I have to say. <laughs> Reminds me of the back and forth between you two in the uh the fiasco
0: special. Oh,
2: oh, I like you.
0: Uh, I'm Lung.
2: <coughs> I want to jump on you. <coughs>
0: That's none of our nuance whatsoever.
1: <laughs> now you've just completely shit on the gravitas of Darklump. Yeah. And
0: Becker Blackheart. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Sequel coming soon. No. <laughs>
0: Never. Unnecessary.
2: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, now that he's laughing like a maniac, Leland, do you have any banter?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do. Um,. I got actually a long banter. I don't know if you want me to go last. Okay.
2: Marty, do you have some banter?
0: Yeah, I just have a quick one. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Thor Ragnarok soon. And I just wanted to talk about the early reviews. They, they sound really good. Yeah, I've really watched
2: Thor Ragnarok closely as far as all the Marvel movies go. And the thing that I keep harping on to you guys, you know exactly what I'm going to say. According to the director, you can look it up. 80% of the movie is improv as far as dialogue goes. They just let these actors go and say whatever shit came to mind. And apparently it came out great. What I was reading is that it is the first ever Marvel film that is a true comedy. It's got a little bit of action. I mean, it's Thor, but it's really just a comedy with some action segments. And I'm looking forward to that. That plays into something we'll discuss later in movie musings mm. but I think it shakes up the Marvel formula a little bit and I'm excited for that
1: yeah and I think it'll specifically shake up this thor franchise
2: which needs yeah, it right totally, it needs totally.
1: a
0: good yeah. shaking.
2: yeah we're all in agreement that <laughs> why is that why did you say that weird I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was like barely sexual innuendo <laughs> Oh, maybe he's thinking it was named Ragnar Cock instead of Ragnarok. I don't, know. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> I with can't that. define what goes through my mind.
1: <laughs> nobody can. Nobody can. My turn. Are you done. <laughs> Your
0: turn, Leland.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, the whole like last week, I've been in this Star Realms tournament uh, with a with like twenty other content creators, who were organized over Twitter um, by. Uh, Taker Chits and G Club Channel, and I think there was one other guy. Boy, I'm sorry for forgetting it. They're probably not listening to anyways, so it's fine. But I'm so Star Realms is like it's a two player only deck building game. So you're there's a you know in a common deck builder there's a pool of 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 cards that both players have access to, and you're you're you uh you start the game with starter like currency and attack cards, and you're the point is to buy better cards to make your deck more powerful, right? And um, I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm so bad at this fucking game. And not surprised, though, because I, like, legitimately downloaded the app. Because everyone's playing over the app, right? Because we're all over the world or whatever. I think there's uh, semi-co-op is in uh, the Netherlands and, you know, all across the states kind of thing. So there's people all over the place that were just playing online, right? And so I downloaded it just so I could play in this tournament. And I'm so bad. My record, I guess it's not that bad. My record's two and three right now. I got one more game to go, which uh, I'm actually... My last contender is uh, Sarah Reed. Yeah, uh, Her Twitter handle is EuroGamerGirl. And she and her husband are actually game designers. They designed a game called uh, Project Dreamscape. And it looks actually pretty cool. I was uh, looking at some uh, playthroughs and run-throughs of it this week.
0: It sounds familiar, actually.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like... Um, it's almost like a set collection game, kind of. But again, there's a common like pool of like dream cards, and the theme is like these researchers are doing this like dream uh, project thing, right? And they're the the goal of the players is to be like to be become one of the candidates in this project, right? I see. So and the and so you're sharing, it's you're all in like a shared dream, and you're trying to get these like lucid dream points or something, which I guess are the victory points. I think that's right. I hope that's not wrong, but. So you you can buy cards from the common row and the cards are cool because they're like, they're split in half and they have two different powers. So you can choose which power you want to do when you grab it. And each end has like a different symbol. So you're kind of building your tableau and matching up symbols. That's how you score the points and stuff. Um, I actually already, I ordered it this morning from from Amazon. So surprise, surprise. it's on the way. So maybe we can get that to the table and uh, see how that is. Um but I, you may, you might like this movie. You can actually reserve. Oh. You can reserve cards from the from the main, you know, pool of c- available cards. I just went come.
2: from 6 to midnight. I know. Good. I thought
1: you would. I, I thought like you reserving. would reserve <laughs> Anyways, so I think she's my last opponent. And so like there's 21 of us and they were we were broken into um three different groups and then everyone plays everyone else and then the two best records from those groups move on. And I am definitely not moving on
2: from this group. <laughs> But you haven't embarrassed yourself.
1: No, I. If I win this this game against Sarah, I could best. I could break even. I could be three three. Well, I, Leland,
2: we all know you prefer to break even and draw. At that's true. End. So a three three record is your preferred. I,
1: record, I do appreciate sure. a tie. That's true. <laughs> a good tie. A good. Tie. I, good tie. I do appreciate a good a good, good tie. show, chap. Good tie. Good tie. <laughs> good tie. <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, but man, when I lose some of the, some of these losses, I'm getting like destroyed because. You start with like fifty authority, it's called, which is basically your life points. So you, the goal is to bring reduce your opponent to zero or less authority, and you win, right? And uh, sometimes I've been getting. I think I lost one game. It was like thirty eight to negative thirty three or oh, something like wow. that. I got fucking tools, and it makes me really, really,
2: really angry. <laughs> I got a question about this game. Yeah. Um, so it's an app and you're playing with people that are in completely different time zones and uh, you presume they have lives. How does the game go with any sort of momentum when you're essentially mailing in turns? Like how does that yeah, work? Yeah,
1: so you, when you challenge somebody or accept the challenge or find a game, you can either play – select a real time or like a 48-hour time limit thing. So, the 48 hour is geared to be asynchronous play, which asynchronous was the word that I forgot in one of our last episodes <laughs> that we were playing. <laughs> asynchronous play. So, like, I'll take a turn. I just, I just wait for an app notification telling me, oh, my opponent has taken their turn. Now it's my turn. And when you fire it up, it shows you that the plays out the turn that they just took, right? Right. So, you're, you do, you're right. You do lose the agency. And, like, if you're playing, like, six or seven games at a time, you're like, Oh, what was I doing in this deck? And then you kind of have to look through your deck list that you've gotten, kind of thing. And it lose it does kind of lose the intensity of it, I think. But so I know that's a little bit of downside with the app. Um, but like with the tournament, basically when you're matched up, you just kind of give your opponent a message and we're like, hey, when when can you play? Let's schedule a time because a lot of the content creators are like YouTubers and they've been recording the uh the games and like commenting on their games and stuff so if you if you're interested in following that you can follow um twitter account at clash of creators and every time uh we post up like match match battles and stuff we use the hashtag clash of creators and then we tag the account clash of creators so it's all like you can see like all the trash before the tourney started there's so much fucking trash talk going on there's this big thread with all 21 of us in there everyone's just going back and forth People are making YouTube videos, trashing the rest of it. but Like, oh, it's, it's really cool. That so, sounds fun. It's really fun. It's really fun. And to boot, my followers have taken a nice significant increase because of this <laughs> tournament. So thank you for that.
2: <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs>
0: that's- so is there anybody we should be trashing during this podcast? <clears throat> Listen.
2: Um, well, you could always
1: trash Take Your Chits. He's just terrible. Yeah. He's the worst. Okay. Yeah, he's very incorrigible. Yep. Christian Kang from Take Your Chits. Check out his YouTube stuff. I think we've Shit. prompted him before. He was the guy that challenged me okay. for that dice challenge that we did when we did the rules oh, for that resistance. Guy. Yeah, that's same, same guy, same son of a bitch. And okay, so next, so the Star Wars terms really fun. Last thing I had was a bit of a Kickstarter update on T twenty twenty nine. Oh, so as of October fourteenth, the creators have canceled this campaign. What? Yep. And a few days before that I had actually canceled my pledge for it. This campaign was not run very well. There's a lot of a lot of things they did did poorly. So as of October 14th, it was it wasn't even fully funded yet. It had gotten to about thirty one thousand of their fifty thousand dollar goal. And it's funny when it first launched, like right away in the first twenty four hours, they've like fifty percent funded, like super quick. So, I guess there was lots of hype from it because, like, they had a showing at Gen Con like we talked about, right? Right. I must and have given them a lot of – I think so. And I'm, I'm wondering if that played into the – it seems like they rushed the campaign. So, I wonder if they just really wanted to play off of that hype that they started to build at Gen Con and the previews and uh, it got them halfway there. Like, I don't know. So, like, they, the campaign launched on September 25th and it was going it would have went till october 25th so it would have been ending soon but but like they didn't get uh there was like it took them until like october 3rd to get an overview video out of it and then like till like the 7th i think it was to before they actually put up a gameplay run through on the campaign on the kickstarter page and yeah i don't know i just uh i guess it wasn't spurring any interest for people like they just when you looked at the page, there was just nothing there, right? To really show you what this game was, I don't know. No
0: feedback from the creators, really. Um, well, no, actually,
1: um, they were very, they were in the, they were pretty talkative in the comments. Like everyone's like, like you guys, please. Like it just came to a point where like the backers were like, please, can you guys just cancel this campaign and then relaunch? You know, doing this, 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 and that. Like, you know, now that you already have all your videos already done. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with the videos was that um, uh, all the videos they were making had to go through the license or approval process. And I think oh. that's what held up all the videos. Yeah. So, in lieu of potentially, you know, me assuming, assuming that they kind of wanted to rush the campaign forward, they launched. I wonder if they maybe had, if they even waited a month or two to launch the campaign. I don't know if that would have made a difference. I'm not sure. I don't know. And like, I don't know. It's very disappointing. But uh, if you want to keep track of them, um, I'll find the link for for their site. You can keep, you can check in on the site. I think there's like a newsletter or something you can sign up for. Uh, January fifteenth of twenty eighteen, they're going to be uh, releasing another news blast kind of thing about it. I I don't think that is like another a new launch date. I don't. I did not get that impression from reading the literature that they had put out. But um, yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed.
2: You know what? I think it brings in or brings up a, a theme that we've discussed previously about Kickstarter, which is there are so many things on Kickstarter now and there's so much competition. You just can't afford to have what essentially in this case is poor marketing with your oh, start. That was one other
1: note I had. So in one of their updates, they admitted themselves that They had a marketing strategy in place that they were waiting to employ until halfway through their campaign.
2: Oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I
1: thought the same thing when I read that. So, I don't know. I think there was just a few fumbles made down the road. And it is nice. I like that the creators, you know, they, they actually listen to their fans. Their fans' feedback It's people. They still want this game, but they want it to be successful. So, hmm. Well, That's too yeah. will relaunch down the road. I hope so. I hope so. I will definitely be backing backing the relaunch and following it closely, and hopefully, it uh, has more success because I think it looks like a really cool game, and I obviously love the theme. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe also because it's touted as like the official Terminator 2 board game, but it's not. You know, I think a lot of people look at it and they want to play through Judgment Day the movie, right? right? And it's it's not. That's just not what it is. It's just. It's just it's in the universe, you know. But it's, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's crummy. I was sad, hmm. but I
2: uh, I fled the sinking ship
1: before it went down. So it's <laughs> good
2: news. You'd be that guy. You'd be that bastard on the Titanic who pushes aside women and children by saying, "I'd be,
1: like, I'd be Billy Zane." Yeah.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> I have money, sir. I need to take this this seat on this boat. I'll take my board game and run. <laughs>
2: But we're a family of ten that are about to drown. I need my board game to survive. It's already gotten a drop of water on it. It's buoyant. <laughs> Jack, don't let go of Chumanji. As he's holding <laughs> on
1: to it. What a
0: crossover.
2: <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good throwback. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I have one more thing for banter. Okay. Uh which, again, is movie related. Uh, have either of you guys seen the latest uh, Star Wars trailer that came out?
1: I don't. Uh, I think I did watch it. Yeah, I believe I did. Do you remember much about it?
2: Um, no. Okay. I. It's encouraging in some ways and, and not in others. You know, I'm still worried that they're going to really copy Empire Strikes Back with the overall theme. And that trailer really didn't dissuade that thinking for me. What I'm looking forward to, what that trailer did kind of impress on me. Now, of course, it's a trailer. He only had a few lines, but Mark Hamill's acting seems to be bang on. And I was talking with a few other friends, and everybody loves this line where he says, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but to the effect of, I've only seen this raw power once before. It didn't scare me enough then, but it does now. Or, or it scares me now or something like that. And it's interesting to see where Luke goes with training Ray. You, what is he talking about? He's talking about Ray because you see him training her, and she just closes her eyes and touches the ground, and she creates a fissure where she like
0: breaks a huge crack in but the who ground. Who has the raw power before? Uh, Kylo, right? Ky- Kylo. Probably Kylo. Oh, Rey. not Darth Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Binks.
2: Darth Binks. Well, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> considering. That was before he was even born. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also, there's a great (laughs) line from Poe, who's my favorite of the new character too, where he's really intense. He's like, this is the spark that will ignite the fires that burn the First Order to the ground. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, man. Like, let's jump in X-Wings together and bomb a Super Star Destroyer or something. Like, come on, (laughs) Poe. I just love how he's like this 1940s movie Cracker Jack fighter pilot. He's like, Jiminy Crickets! You know? Oh. I love that. I love that. That's what he's modeled after. Anyways, yeah. I get, I'm get. i getting overly excited.
0: That's all I got. That's all I have. <laughs> On to uh, the video game segment. Uh, video game variety show. It's called Party Time. Just like the episode that we didn't title. Uh, we want to talk about some favorite in-person party games. Uh, something that I feel, is lacking nowadays. It's, a, it's maybe making a bit of a comeback, but it, it definitely was big when we were young. And we want to talk about some favorite ones, retro, indie, or new ones that we play, and uh, talk about what makes them stand out for us. Um, Moby, did you have any? Yeah, I had two. Um, I'm actually... Big party
2: gamer. I bought or rebought uh, my kind of. It's a niche system. If, I don't know if listeners heard of it. Uh, turbografx sixteen, which was around for like three years in the late eighties, early nineties. Overpriced uh, video game console, actually made by Radio Shack. Now there's a throwback. So I'm yeah, kidding. Okay. But anyways. Uh, When I was a kid, when we had our first TurboGrafx, which broke and we threw it away. Unfortunately, we also threw away games, which are now worth like 250 bucks without the case or manual. But TurboGrafx only came with one controller port, which sucked. But we knew from the manuals of the games we had that it actually came with an adapter for five controller slots. This was before N64 with its four. That's so many slots. That is so many slots. I got to have more slots. I got a fever. And the only prescription is Leland not coughing. Uh, or Leland needs the prescription. Uh, anyways, so, but Bomberman, which I grew up with, uh, only playing single player. I knew that was five player. And in the very last level, you have to actually take on uh, four other Bombermans of different colors to win the game. And I always thought that'd be awesome to play it with friends. So I went on eBay And I was actually live, I could tell I was with another guy on the other end, bidding with like seconds to tick down. And like the video game god came into my head and said, Moby, do not bid until there are precisely seven seconds left, which is the lord's number. And with seven seconds left, I did my final bid, and click, it timed out, and I got my system. So, wow, did I give a long speech to say I like Bomberman for TurboGrafx.
1: Yeah, you steal my thunder, because that's my favorite.
2: Okay, well, you know, my other one would be Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Okay. Dumb. But for a specific Stupid. reason. I... Unnecessary. I Ridiculous. half believe that that, like, Stupid. I should no, it's not
1: stupid. You enjoy it. Encourageable. I hate it. I fucking hate it. No, you game. don't. I despise this that the game. This is the first
2: time you've ever said that. Is that
1: is horseshit. Every time we turn that game on, I bitch about it. I thought it was friendly. Every game. time I lose that motherfucking game, I bitch about it. It's friendly. It's
2: not friendly. Okay, That game is ridiculous. Well, my thought about the game is I should write I a creepy. I should write a creepy pasta because I think it is haunted. Oh, that game. You can be up like eight one on the other team, and you know oh, they're oh, coming oh. back.
1: You can't write a creepy You're on the keto diet.
0: Leland Steele is actually low carb.
1: Oh, there are low carb r- r- versions. Okay, that's yeah.
2: good. Yeah, so carry on, my friend. The the fear increases your metabolism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just sweat the fat right out. Uh, yeah, so anyways, in that game, no matter how far you up, you're up you up, you know the other team is coming back. And it often goes to sudden death overtime, where it counts down to zero, except zero seconds is like five seconds left. Yeah, it's a long <laughs>
0: zero <to> seconds. <laughs> yeah, the announcer is like, we're going to overtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. And you can light the nets on fire. And the, goalies turn the goalie into turns brick into a brick wall. Literally, yeah. he turns He's into a brick wall brick wall. Also, the goalie often jumps out of the way of the puck if you shoot at him enough. <laughs> yeah,
1: they get he gets scared. He's like a
0: fear meter or something that's like hidden in the hidden like uh, design of the game. Like enough shots of the goalie, he just dives out of the way.
1: Yeah.
0: I also love the fighting. How robotic it is. You stand there and just like literally just start throwing like stiff jabs, and you can grab them. And there's only two moves. You can either just throw a stiff punch or grab and punch. Well, and ironically, we have all
2: witnessed a real fight that looked that exact same, which was in, I think it was 2004, 2005, Leland and his brother had a fight after street hockey. So very related. <laughs> and they had the exact same kind of robotic fight. A where, fight? Well, I only witnessed oh. that one, where they robotically punched each other, showing no emotion, and it was traumatizing. <sighs> I still need therapy. It's very inhuman, very cold.
0: But anyways, I mean, that's my all favorite fight I've seen was you versus your brother. <laughs> where, uh, it, was, it was on an ice rink in a parking lot, and you oh, took, you took, off, took him out of McDonald's. you took your glasses off to go fight him. And yeah, yeah, all I could see is you guys slipping out in the like the parking lot, and like you flailing and throwing punches. And Leland and I were just sitting in the uh, parking lot. Um, sorry, the we were inside. The, I the, will explain. The, this we
1: were
2: inside
0: McDonald's.
1: I was so fucking
2: pissed. Well, what had happened was my car did not have good snow tires on it at all. It didn't have any snow tires, and it was snowing. We really wanted to go to McDonald's and then see a movie, and I needed to concentrate on driving. I was slipping, um, and my brother... Are
0: you sure we were seeing a
2: movie? Wasn't this for Marty's birthday?
0: Yeah, we're picking up Leland. Oh, okay. And then that's we one. were going to get Mary, not McDonald's. Chinese. Chinese. Food. Okay, yeah, that's right.
2: And what happened was, my brother was just basically bitching in the back seat. I couldn't concentrate. I got super pissed. He wouldn't shut up. So as soon as I parked, I got out. I did take off said glasses. I opened his door while he was defenseless <laughs> at first, and I just started wailing. I, I just went ice rhino on him. So. <laughs> I agree. Yes, there are now multiple forms. That is of the a rhino.
1: retroactive naming.
2: Of your rage mode, I yeah, like that.
0: But but isn't it fitting?
1: That is very fitting. Yeah, ice rhino. Yeah, forest rhino. When you get mad, you get
0: mad. Yeah, you were very upset. I was, and it wasn't it just was Chris picking. It. at you. We we were all picking at you in that car. Yeah,
2: and I think he was just the easiest target, yeah. the most socially acceptable target
0: to punch. <laughs> so uh, I was, like taking w- him on too. <laughs> yeah, you like, were. We tried breaking. I don't know if he knows how to break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyways,
2: uh party video games. Oh wow. What a tangent. <laughs> well we've been going on a few.
1: Tangent uh, is our middle name, listener.
2: I thought sexy I've, was our middle name. I've said my games. We have lots of middle names. <laughs> mm. Feel free to well, jump I in. I said mine. I, I like I
1: love Bomberman.
0: Yeah, five player. I'll take
1: five player bomber any day of the week. Like, I love being the fifth player. I mean, right in the middle of that map, <laughs> You do. Green, green bomber, man. Everybody uh, else hates it. I love it.
2: I, I need a corner, man. I love it. I lose I every
1: need- time. But it doesn't
2: matter. I love it. It's so good. I hate so those little good. creatures that are on the map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those weird blue blobby things. Mm. They actually don't appear. I forget if it's two or three players, but there's a threshold where they don't appear if it's few enough players. Really,
0: You think it would be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. you would. Yeah. Or, like, as players get eliminated, they could populate them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, force the end of the game quicker or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than a tie.
1: I love the tie. That's the funniest part.
0: You can make a... I don't know if they've really evolved the Ballerman franchise much. Like, I haven't played many of the new ones. Well, when was the last new one? For 360? There's one for uh, the Switch, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently not very good reviews. How do you fuck up Ballerman? honestly? I don't know.
1: Throw back. Just make it a throwback. Just make a classic bomber. Just make man.
0: an indie Bomberman game. Yeah. Don't bother making Just a... Just do it. Don't make a $80 Bomberman yeah, game. Yeah, fuck. Don't do $80. it. $80? We
2: have a two $280 Bomberman game? So... You know what sl- I mean. Okay. Not,
1: Jesus, we're not talking about retro pricing here. We're ta- but we are I'm not will. talking
2: about what it's worth. That is a future segment. That, that I've cut segment. out
0: now.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's out. we are taking oh. it out of the imaginary oh.
0: I'm changing the content direction away from anything you want. Well, the next art direction is going to be Dick vandalism of your face. The next, <laughs> the next movie segment I is devil. actually going to be about Scott Pilgrim versus the World.
1: Yeah, I like it. I, I hate that. I movie. Love that movie. Love that. The movie. only good. How could you hate that movie? It has Captain America and Superman in it.
2: Okay, and it does have Mary Elizabeth Winston, which is an automatic plus five points to anyone. I was like, as hot as she has ever been or ever will be. That is. Oh my goodness. She could put a guy through puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, party video games. Fuck, we're all over the place. (laughs) Taking someone else's shit. All right, all right. I'll tell
1: you why I like Bomberman. I like it because. the controls are stiff as hell and it's very easy to blow yourself off <laughs> many times <laughs> yes. if you drop a bomb in the wrong spot you're, and you're pinned in you are screwed. Um, I love how fast the games go we, like, yes. we literally play like do- a dozen dozen, dozen, games dozen or more. of games right and I don't know it's just so fun and it's so satisfying when you're like one of the last two people and your bombs the explosions are literally reaching like more <laughs> yeah. three quarters of the way across the map you're like yes. I am thermonuclearing this fucking map right now. It's, oh, yeah. It's like the best thing ever. Or when you can just like literally run from one end of the map
2: to the other and drop like 10 bombs. <laughs> 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 yeah. Huge chain reactions. Yeah. I, I love it when it gets down to you and one other guy, but all the blocks have been blown up. Yeah. So it's only your stupidity or your strategic mastery that's totally, going to win you totally. the match. And my stupidity wins out every time. It does. <laughs>
1: aka <laughs> anyways I that's my that's like my all-time favorite love it
0: okay uh yeah i've got a couple but so one i wanted to mention was towerfall which is mm. the one we were semi-recently played for ps4 it's a very similar to baller yeah, kind of, yeah, it's a four player though and you play it uh, as archers so instead of uh, bombing each other you're running around with bows and arrows and like power-ups and um on a side scrolling map that also goes up and down so you can actually access the bottom of the map from the top kind of reminds me of uh, like some smash bros um levels and stuff like that uh it's really fun it's also i think it's on psn for really cheap probably like 15 bucks it's worth checking out oh so
1: worth getting yeah yeah if you even have like two other people to play with yeah
0: fun. yeah cause yeah we, we p- picked that up a few times and it's good for like an hour or two just to burn some time
2: yeah, I really like the
0: dynamic maps, which is something yeah. Bomberman doesn't have. Yeah, I like so. that you can catch the arrows. Yes. Yeah, you,
2: you can pull oh, off some pretty epic. The instant
0: thing. replay is really cool, too. Yes. It's like slow motion replay kills, and you get yeah. stuck to the wall with an arrow. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a great <laughs> choice when yeah. they introduced that to us. That one's good. Uh, yeah, the other one, a big one, I think, is just Super Smash Bros. Probably the original, honestly. It's just really fun to pick up and play at any time, because it doesn't take very much uh, skill. Or like remembering any specific controls. This is really easy to just pick up, smash a few buttons and lose to Kirby. Yeah, the, <laughs> the original
2: the, the original is my favorite and like just just tooling anti listener was like the best part of that game where he was taking Kirby and uh we just slam him to the ground <laughs> and he'd fumble for reasons why. So
0: Yeah, uh, it's a good game for sure absolutely yeah well those are the big ones for me i mean i guess um what we want to talk about is what makes those games stand out and really it's something that i think we that leland really nailed which is they're easy to uh jump into but and they're quick you know like these games shouldn't take a long time you should be in and out fast you should if when you lose it's not like you're sitting there for half an hour waiting to get back into the game it's like it's quick it's fun. I think the mechanics work best when they're simple, but there's enough depth to it that it's not boring within a half an hour. I'm going to throw out a weird
2: sort of thing, and I hope I can explain it for why I think or what makes a, a good party game. But like we mentioned, or what Leland mentioned with Bomberman about, you know, having so much fun blowing yourself up, I think a good party game has to have the epic ability of you to screw over your own game and then laugh at it. And I know that's weird, and that's not something I brought up in person outside
0: of the, the podcast. No, I get it. But you get, okay. I good, get you it because um, I feel that way about worms. <laughs> yes, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I, I make so many mistakes in worms. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I, you throw I, a grenade into the wind, and it comes back to oh, you. It's I'm, like, I'm oh, the worst.
0: Shit. I mean, I'm just terrible at that game. But then every once in a while, a plan comes together. And, I
1: love it when a plan comes and
0: in. I'll win and I'll do okay and it, it feels pretty rewarding. And when you're losing, it's like well, it's hilarious, See, anyways. What you got to do is
2: be like Leland and instead of using weapons, just get girder packs mm-hmm. and build, girder, baby girder girder. Build the Empire State, uh, you know, building on top. I don't of no no, behind.
1: you don't just randomly throw them around. You don't just make shapes. You strategically place girders to pin in other
0: worms. It's simple, and if they happen to make a shape while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: more is the better. Oh, man, I really do love those girders. Yeah, love, I know you do. Love them. Love them, yeah, love them. And I love and, the holy hand grenade. <laughs> well, everyone likes <laughs> the holy hand grenade. But the girder love is infectious, too. It really is. It just spreads. Once one guy puts a girder, everyone's going to start using girders. That's just how great they I are. I like
0: the cows. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like See, now, then. if you can effectively place a girder over a worm, forcing them to blow their way out of it, you have now also placed an effective cow ramp into that hole where more worms could potentially be. There we go. Boom. Girder strategy wins every time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I was super happy with that. I mean, I don't want to harp on it, but that game was bought for investment reasons only. And when it turned out to be a lot of fun for all of us, um, that, was, that was just a huge bonus. So I'm glad you guys enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I actually picked it up for the PC because I had so much fun playing it, and then I realized it's not quite the same unless you're sitting there in person and no. blowing each other up. Well, and think when we play these games too, right? I mean, it's
2: not like we hang out and do these games often. So, it's a special thing. It's often for a birthday party or a Christmas party.
1: Yeah, and usually we drinks and good drinking,
2: yeah. I, Yep, I knew you were right along those lines. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> So, yeah. what makes in-person multiplayer so enjoyable? <laughs> Alcohol. Alcohol,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <Alcohol. laughs>
0: because drinking <laughs> so, by, like, your, like, drinking by yourself your and playing games online is not socially acceptable. Yeah, you have a problem. Yeah. It's sad.
2: Really? Because I do that, like, every
0: weekend. Yeah, we are talking about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this,
2: World of Horses. This isn't episode
0: eight. This is the intervention episode. Oh, okay, guys. I'm ready to go.
2: Yeah, no, that, that social aspect, and I don't think that social aspect can be replaced, at least in my opinion, at all. Even with uh, voice over internet uh, programs like Discord and playing games but you're alone in your house with other people, it's not the same as sitting beside your friends.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I agree. It's not for that type of game. But, you know, MMORPGs have a certain social element that you can really get into. But it, I think it's yeah, different. The game's are long different. form. You know, you have time to actually communicate. It's it's just different. I, I don't know how to explain it. I think a party game's a party game. It makes sense to play that in a group,
2: mm-hmm. in person. Do you guys think... And I don't know if this is outside of just us, but um, nostalgia plays a big reason for me why I enjoy party gaming with you guys right now. I mean, before internet gaming was a big deal in the mid-90s, you know, N64 with four controllers was the pinnacle of, of you know, social gaming. And yeah, I, uh,
0: I mean... Uh... For Leland and I, a big thing was uh, playing PS2 together. You know, playing Time Splitters, mm. playing FPS games before yeah. they were online. Yeah. You know, I, I, FPS games don't really mean anything to me anymore. You no. know, um, no. I've burnt out on them. But they were big when we could play them in in house. I think Time Splitters was probably the pinnacle of like oh, so in person, uh, you know, mm. FPS. And it it, it, it too. took that Goldeneye formula and that Perfect Dark formula and just took it to that next level. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I regret selling it. I sold it back to like EB Games for ten bucks one time, oh, along with some that's other games. Common mistake. <laughs> yeah. I really wish I didn't because I, I enjoyed the single player in that one too. Um, Actually, it was
1: good. Yeah, it was surprisingly
2: decent, especially compared to the first time Effecters. Well, and it had a good. I didn't use it a ton, but it had a good level maker. Op for oh, I
1: totally forgot about that. You were so right. That was a huge thing for that game too. Yeah.
2: And you know what I liked too about
0: it was the creative modes. Did you guys ever play Virus? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Monkey Virus. Yeah. Monkey Virus. Yeah, Me no. and my buddies played the uh, shit out of okay. Virus. Or like, uh, was that like Chasm level with rockets? Oh, that
1: was. Oh awesome. yeah. That was the best. Yeah. We literally just fire. We divide up. You got this side of the chasm, I got this side, where we're just going to shoot rockets at each other. You know what?
2: Fuck it. I got a GameCube and I got a backup GameCube in case my GameCube breaks, just like I have a backup I, mean, one. I don't want
1: to touch a GameCube controller.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I'll rebuy time splitters and we can then play.
1: And you can splice the wires from a GameCube cord into a PlayStation controller, I'm down. Otherwise, okay. uh... Otherwise, pass. you'll pass. Hard
2: pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's all I got on the subject.
0: Yeah. I think that pretty much nails it. I really like that uh FPS uh remember the FPS game those uh you know it's not quite a always a four player experience but so uh, you know we had some good definitely had some good uh party games on the PS2. that was like the last kind of bastion of party game like in person games at the time because that's when uh console online kind of took off.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like like uh, just around that time splitters too like that map creator, you uh, everyone would share their maps
0: online and stuff, right? Right. Like, I think, that game I had think had the a, times had limited, three right?
1: Oh, was it three or I, I, think I thought was two
0: could do it as well. Because like I think two is LAN only or something.
1: Oh well, maybe you couldn't play multiplayer online, but I th- I thought you could share levels. Oh, you you could, whatever. Okay. But yeah, it was it was right around that time yeah. when it started to kick off. Like, because I remember even like uh, the original Star Wars Battlefront right for on ps2 yeah like that was right in the heyday of like online multiplayer right? or the the start you know like yeah that generation's heyday of online multiplayer. Yeah, i think that was one
0: of the first ones i played
1: yeah. yeah yeah my little brother loved that game yeah that was a cool game very yeah. cool game they have put the puts the battlefront now games now to shame mm. in my opinion all right moving on moving on all right, well, next is the Crazy About Cardboard segment. And you know what? Uh, this was Moby's real idea of the topic. So, I don't know. Do you want to take the lead?
2: Yeah, you know, I will. We're calling it The Pit and the Players, which is a playoff of an old horror book called The The Pit and the Pendulum by, uh, oh, I'm forgetting, the, the very famous British author's name. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. That's who it was. and <laughs> Oh, that guy. That guy, yeah. Well, I just forgot the name. Like, I forget many things <laughs> that I bring up later. Uh, but really what it is, is with the explosion of board games and more complex board games, uh, I wonder, I just want to pose the question. I don't have an agenda here, but I want to pose the question if uh, board games now are encouraging some antisocial behaviors. And we've broken this down into a, a few topics, and the first is, you know, violent or sexual and, tendencies. Well, why don't you define antisocial? Well, what I would do you mean by that. Uh, I, what I would mean by that is that uh, the games encourage uh, a high level of violence or deviant. So, sexual...
1: right. So, but when I when you say antisocial, I mean like closeted. I don't like looking at, I don't like seeing or being around people. That's what I think of when
2: you see but that's not what you mean. No, right? that's not what I'm so. meaning. I, I'm defining that as, be. I guess, sociopathic might right. be a better term. Deviant. Okay. deviant? Yeah. yeah okay. Something okay, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah, I don't mean like antisocials and someone who doesn't want to hang out with people, but kind of violent, deviant behavior. Uh, it. You know, and as well as that, you know, uh, lying and deception. Yeah. You know, I think that's a topic I want to tackle second in the segment. But, you know, the first thing I want to throw out there, and, uh, you know, Leland, you might be best at answering this, but are there any games that you know of that really kind of encourage or stoke violent or kind of deviant sexual tendencies?
1: Um. Well... I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. For Okay, so let's tackle one at a time. Sure. Violence. So it's, it's difficult to say because like, like we talked about in Episode 3 a Bloody Good Time, um, like that there's an abstraction there when it comes yes. to violence, right? And it there is like a weird – it's a separation. But there are certainly games that you can play. You may make a line like Diplomacy is like a classic example of like a friendship-breaking game where – you you, everyone's vying for control of these countries and you're making and breaking alliances and you're backstabbing people like that can be beget some seriously strong feelings of anger. Right. Mm -hmm. So is that what you kind of mean? Like,
2: or, or do you mean like you, you're talking like outlets? Yeah. I I think outlets in a way, you know, I'll think back to our several D and D, segments dungeons and dragons that we did we kind of in some sessions we top each other for descriptions of very violent sure
1: sure but i think talking about tabletop rpgs and board games very completely different different. okay fair enough i I didn't fair enough so so i i don't know i I, I, if i am like angry or something or i have some type of something that's bothering me and i it's making me aggressive usually i just punch a box (laughs) or something (laughs) you know but so i don't think of throw oh okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put this board game to the table i'm gonna invite three of my friends over and i'm gonna get and i'm gonna push my aggression into this board game and then through the game mechanics, take it out on those three people that I've taken the time to to schedule a gaming night and come over with. You know you, you know, what I'm saying? I do. I do.
2: And I know – and along those lines, I have had one bad experience with that. Yeah. Uh, it was Catan. And it oh, was yeah, uh, yeah. years ago. I blocked off – it wasn't one of our mutual friends. It was another one of my friends. I uh-huh. blocked off his road and he just stared silently at the table. And then he <sighs> punched the table and he threw the entire <laughs> game off the table <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tweeted at him. I said, this is fucking immature. You're 25 years old. Um, you know, grow up. And I don't want to be here. And I'm going to leave. And I then I set him off. I said... Um, you have no right to feel angry over a game like this. Like you have no right to feel this way over something that happened in the game. Okay, like but, it's
1: so inconsequential. Like what? What are you even
2: exactly? Doing? Okay. And that for some reason made him tweet double as much.
1: I can see that because if someone, well, that's like the same thing as like when someone's angry, you so say, "Just calm down, buddy." Like, oh yeah, that, that doesn't
2: help the situation. I, I was invalidating his feelings <laughs> because of how Absolutely. big they were, and that. I hear what you're saying, and I am invalidating you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Because I, I, I mean, I that. thought it was—I I thought he
2: was acting like a child, and I put on but my jacket and I left.
1: But I mean, like, I don't think that is anything specific to board gaming, no. obviously, right? Like no. that's and that's that's the flip side of what we that you're kind of getting at, I think, right? Like that's not. Some okay, so then if you had stayed and then played a subsequent game of Catan, he he may have then he, he was him being in his angry state would have done his absolute best every single thing he possibly could have done in that game to fuck up yours. That's
2: exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, like are these games inspiring these these tendencies in us? I
1: well, I, I mean, yes, they they have the potential to, but so does anything. So right. that's what i'm saying i don't think there's nothing specific to this type of medium that i I think
2: but i do think you almost you had a good point when it came to diplomacy like certain games encourage you to screw over people to the point that you're naturally going to bring out these aggressive oh yeah no you're right for you to be able to win
1: you have to lie cheat and steal in a lot of games right yeah you're totally right like any game that has a hidden traitor in it where, you know, you, you think you're all on the team, all, all on the same team, but there's one guy whose sole goal is to fuck the rest of every other player out that, in that game, right? So you're totally right. They do beget those type of those type of feelings.
0: <laughs> they do, but I think this is, like you're saying, it's just another outlet for competition. And some people are just more competitive than I others. I
1: like that. I, I think you're totally right. It boils down to
0: competitiveness, I think. You know, I think you're totally right. For me, I don't ever take it personally in a game. You know, I, I don't carry one game over to the next and feel like this person's out to get me. But, but then again, I don't think I've ever seen someone so out to get me to the point where I felt like personally attacked. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never
1: been so severely slighted. Yeah. To promote any type of retribution no. from your part.
0: But I've also experienced uh, playing games when I was younger. People just getting up and just unplugging the console, walking <laughs> <Yeah>. away, <laughs> or throwing the yeah. controller. Yeah. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, I think we've all been frustrated but oh, like to yep. get up knowing you're losing and then unplug the game. With is just being like you know you've lost. I mean, you're admitting defeat anyways. Why not just run it out? And yeah. yeah yeah you're right i mean
1: you're right but of course hindsight's always 20 20, sure but it's the same as
0: flipping over a board game yeah that's crazy that's pretty funny i mean that's not not close to you (laughs) (laughs) oh i might have lost pieces yeah
2: and remember like as i said in the very beginning when i was introducing this segment i don't have an agenda here i was just throwing out the question And I do think we're kind of narrowing in on that. It depends on your personality. But for that certain personalities, yeah, these certain types of games are going to promote major reactions. You're
1: totally right. I think so. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, like, it's down to you. Like, if you're that type of person and you are, through those actions, alienating your friends and family around you, you need to be like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to play this game. Because I don't react well to it, right? Like that's like someone who, like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty severe comparison, but like that's someone who is an angry
2: drunk. Maybe you shouldn't get so fucking shit faced, then. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I get. Yeah, I see where you're going.
1: You know
0: what I'm
2: saying? Like, as someone who's well acquainted with alcohol,
1: <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah. Well, that's the violence. So let's and then okay, the sexualizations, the sexual stuff. Yes. I think is is a different story. I think so. I, and I think that is a much easier, uh, easier thing to to be portrayed, and, right. right? And and a much easier thing to um, like invoke in in a person. I think, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, okay. So I I googled this morning before this podcast. I googled top ten sexiest board names, <laughs> and of course it came up with this list of like. Not like hobby board games, but like you know, games you could play with your partner, like sex games, kinky like board yeah, games. yeah, like kinky board games, oh Twister. God,
0: okay, I see this list?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I printed it off, so for my my uh, later Put rep, it in the show notes. notes. <laughs> but so that I I um, there's this one game though uh, called Tentacle Bento, oh. and you can already just from the name oh, think of where it's no. going. So this game is you play. Uh, like uh, a horrible tentacles monster, like disguised as uh, a schoolgirl, and <laughs> you're, you're and you're so you're and you're at this all girls school, and the goal it's like a it's a trick taking game like hearts or like diamonds from Stronghold Games. It's like the, your goal is to capture "quote unquote" capture these schoolgirls. So you, there's like three types of cards, and you had to match up you know, match up colors and. You need a, like a location, uh, a, a a a a girl and a, a third card. I don't know what it is, and like the the schoolgirls. It's not like gratuitously sexual depictions of these schoolgirls. It's like you know, like an anime schoolgirl, like you would think, but like they're like there's like you know the the video game girl, the sexy girl, the athletic girl, oh. the nice girl. <laughs> so, but but essentially, the theme is your. You're yeah. capturing these girls to rape them with tentacle tentacles. Rape. So this game was originally, it was on Kickstarter. It easily, fu- well funded, but Kickstarter actually pulled it oh, wow. because of the implications of tentacle rape. So, but there was such demand for the game that uh Soda sort of Pop Miniatures, I think, is the game that produces it. They just they just publish it on their own because there clearly was a demand for it. Wow. So, like, those types of games and, like, and apparently, like, the gameplay is just garbage. Like, it's a garbage game. A lot of games, they may have a weird, stupid theme that, you know, is is weird, that maybe it's kind of offensive, but if the gameplay is, like, if it's a great game, you can often overlook a terrible theme. This is not one of those games, apparently. Like <laughs> So, like, there's games like that, um, and I think it's much easier to depict that type of shit, right? Like, hmm. I mean, you, you think about even... In okay, even back to like tabletop RPG and other fantasy themed games, a lot of times the women are like crazily oversexualized, right? Like that's, right. that's like this the the norm. I think that that's a much easier portrayal of of things. Right? Well,
2: like, you well, know I mean? and I have an interesting personal situation because the first uh, Dungeons and Dragons group that I joined, that I was not the DM. Uh, they started me out. It was run by a guy and his wife. Uh, the, the man was the DM and the wife was a player in the group and they started me off. I was a dwarf. I was ass naked, chained to a bed with like a sexy chick around me. And so they totally played up this super sexualized thing. And then I started playing along with it. And after like the sixth or seventh session, I suddenly stopped getting invites to the next session. And I had to follow up with another member of the group who then told me I was banned from the group for, like, being because too sexual. Because
1: you went too far in this position. Yeah, you were but
2: they had it. started this. And uh, so, I mean, that's ridiculous. I was angry about that. Sure. So you well, had angry was answers. It clearly a
0: test to see if you were a pervert. <laughs> oh, that's and they oh, gave oh, you many chances. So many chances. How many like times have
1: I told so you, chances. Moby, don't whip out your dick at D&D? God damn it. Well,
0: sorry. I'm Trying to introduce the level 18 snake. So you guys want to just whip it out and see who has the biggest thud on the table? (laughs) Alright. That's Ragnarok right there. Uh,
2: I want to bring up, and I know it's because it's commonly played, I want to bring it up, but as someone who has a psychology degree, I'm fascinated with how everyday people play cards against humanity. That game has the most disgusting shit cards that you gotta play to try to win, And tons of people I know that would never watch a film or read a book that had any of these acts or descriptions, they somehow detach and decouple that part of themselves for Cards Against Humanity and just, like, revel in it.
0: Well, that's just because everyone is so repressed. So when given (laughs) the option, you know, to actually say something vulgar that they want to say... They do. It's just and, yeah, it, and it's not even that offensive, honestly. Uh, no, some some okay. of those cards pretty bad, yeah.
1: but it like it puts it puts it in a it turns it like a, this deviant like you, this deviant behavior like you've said into a social normative mm-hmm. in that context, right? Everyone's around the game. Everyone knows what the game is. Everyone's expecting these cards to come out. Everyone's expecting everyone else to just play them and talk about them and laugh at them. It's like it's like. You know, it's a it's acceptance of this type of these type of things, just in that. Context.
2: You know, you know what it's like in a way. It, it's almost like what you just described was what happened at that famous Stanford prison experiment in the seventies. You know, you assigned people to do two different groups: your prisoners, your guards. Yeah, and people took that on. Yeah, because so it was like the, that's what the extreme. group was doing. They took it yeah. on to the extreme. Yeah, and I mean. Like when I played Cards Against Humanity, I think the first time I played it was was with some coworkers actually years ago, five years ago, including some very straight laced, mature coworkers, and they actually dominated the game with the <laughs> sick shit that they did, and that was kind of the first time this sort of thing crossed my mind. Yeah. I just find it interesting.
1: It's funny, you know, it like you look at somebody a little different maybe after playing that game. You're like, wow, all right, this person is, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it is like the soft-spoken, like, you know, kind of quiet, maybe never swears kind of person that does really well in it. (laughs) Are we making something out of nothing here? Yes.
2: Okay. (laughs) Third point done. (laughs) Moving on.
1: Well, I think for, like, the, the outlet of violence thing, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't see, I see, you know, if someone's going to tweak at, at, a, at a, you know, someone taking out one of their armies or whatever, and yeah, that's belligerent behavior. Yeah, and that, fuck that, back, fuck back, nice. dude. I mean, I got no problem with that guy going home after the game and putting a hole in his own wall behind closed doors. Hey, been there, done that, buddy. All right, I got your back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit there. And, again, I mean, I'm, I, I am pretty bad for this myself. i like to think, okay, I don't care who wins or loses. I want everybody to have a good time. But like, this fucking Star Realms game, right? This <laughs> game. I get so angry at at I'm basically I'm getting angry at the excellent play of my opponents. They're putting together these combos that are doing dealing me like 30 plus damage in one turn, just wrecking me. And because because they're 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 decent and they know how to play the game. They've done very well. They build the deck properly. And I'm like, I shouldn't be getting angry at somebody's good play. Right? I mean, right. they're, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you're competitive. That's the same
0: reason you play games on heart. Yeah, you, yes. You enjoy that's the true. challenge. That's and then, true. then when you can't best it, you're like, I want to do this. I'm yeah. going to do this.
1: You're right. You're right. I really wanted to do well in this tournament, especially never having really played the game. I'm like, I'm the dark horse, baby. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get this. But, you know, that's not realistic at all. No. Like, if you're going to be good at something, you got to put some time into it. Like, Jesus. Yeah, 10,000
0: hours to master it.
1: Here we go. Boom. I need a groundhog day. That's what I needed before this. If I had, ten th- like, a groundhog day just playing star rounds every day, boom, <laughs> you guys would be toast. What worked. if it was, like,
0: today we would just get so good at recording this one podcast?
1: That's interesting. You know what? I would like to listen to about 50 days worth of recordings and just see how they start to change would Mm -hmm. all three of us know it's Groundhound day or would it just be me just you You, yeah Uh, so then i could like try to i could i could play mind games with you guys knowing some of your reactions already you you could
2: actually whip your dick out on the table (laughs) (laughs) to to see what would happen you
1: know what i you know what I know this is another tangent, <laughs> but we like, we're almost wrapping up this segment, so let's do it. Let's tangent. Okay. So, those types of movies where you – okay. So, there was a recent one um, with um, – what's his name? Sean Williams or – no, not – I don't know what his name is. Oh, Wayans. One of the Wayans brothers, I think. It was, it was a Netflix original, I think. He wakes up completely naked in this elevator in some random hotel the morning of his wedding. And okay. it, it was actually pretty good. It's pretty. It's a pretty decent movie. But in those movies, you're always they always get you're like, oh, finally they come to the realization where they can just do anything, and it doesn't matter what the consequences are because they're gonna wake up the next morning, and never do they ever wake up the next morning, and it's the next day after doing something super terrible. Yeah. They're all they always wrap it up <laughs> nice and a neat bow. Oh, thank God, I didn't murder somebody last groundhog day because
0: yeah.
1: it's the actual day after groundhog day now and I don't have to go to prison for life mm. so
0: like yeah i always just bugs me about those movies i just saw yeah. saw something about a horror movie or something that's coming out where oh, it's yeah? like groundhog day but it looks like the person gets murdered and they have to keep reliving it oh them. see that's
2: cool that is yeah.
0: cool yeah, yeah i heard cool. of that i forget
2: the name me but i heard of that
1: mm. I like um, that. Sorry, I totally forgot. No, no, we no, right that's that's totally
2: are cool. talking about Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving no, 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 your No, 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 I got you. one more point. I got one more point on this last topic, which is I do think um, specifically for the sexual content that we agree is out there. I wish the board game industry would voluntarily do what the video game industry did and just make some sort of explicit tag. Um you know, especially just for sexual content. And I'm not at all, a, like, a censor. Hmm. I don't... Do they, have, I see what do you're
0: they saying. have, like, an
2: age on some of the games? No, not more, not to my m- knowledge. Or for, like, difficulty. And, like, okay, so Cards Against Humanity is basically apples to apples, which is quite popular, like, a game that, y- you know, kids will play. Yeah. Um, and what if a parent... Because I don't think that has any explicit tag on it at all. It's just, like... Here, someone say it's like similar to Apple's tablets. Oh, that's oh, so funny. Here, little Jimmy, look, <laughs> yeah. Miley Cyrus in a barrel of semen, which is actually a card.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one.
1: I see what you're saying there, but I, I don't know. I think that leads. I think that would hurt the industry. Hmm. If you, I mean, you walk into a you know, a few and far between friendly local game store. Like there's not very many, you know, they're not all over the place. It's not
0: there's not the, very many mom and pop games. It's there. not a
1: huge they're not big box stores all over the place, right? Like there's sometimes in some areas they're difficult to find. Like we don't really have a great one out here that I particularly like. I mean I got one a few cities over near work that I like to go to. But I don't know. I think that that hurts it. Like you walk into that store and then you they have like a, a mature games section. But then the criteria for that Because then you get – okay, board games are hard enough to produce as it is. You get into the the, the part, you know, where you have to label your game as a mature game now that could potentially make it even harder to produce that game. I I think. I Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I I do. I'm I'm a
2: marketer, so I know. And it's the same thing in movies. It's why we didn't get, you know, a solid R-rated superhero film until we got Deadpool. Why it was yeah. so hard to make is because the R rating was a stigma. Yeah. You know, it keeps kids away and right. whatnot. And
0: will it lead to less tickets? It does not keep kids away, though.
2: <laughs> no, Based not on at being all. Being in
0: theaters and seeing like four-year-old kids, and that actually disturbs me more than anything else. Yes, you know, what? and it disturbs me like parents bringing their kids
2: down to see Ryan Reynolds' film and then like get pictures with him, and like he's a nice guy to these kids. But I'm like, okay. Like I wouldn't take my kid to stand beside like a Playboy bunny and take pictures. Like Deadpool is not for kids, even no. though. Yeah. well,
1: there's kids. there's the difference between violence and sex, right? That's a cultural difference. It cultural is a cultural
2: difference. difference. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, you bring up good points, Leland. As yeah. far as well, and also though, to that reading
1: would be impossible to 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 uh, to make guidelines for it's just yeah. it so difficult you you can take any type of theme and find something that could potentially be be bad in it right like like even something as simple as agricola where it's a farming game and you can't feed your if you can't feed your family you start you starve or whatever like what 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 do you what falls under that right like what falls under what I, okay war games what rating do you give war games when you're yeah. literally Playing Axis and Allies committing, like, genocide in World War II All or whatever, and right? And yeah. Like so what that. do you? how do you do it? How do you do it? Yeah. And again, because of the, in, the intense abstraction of violence in these games, that's one huge uh, basis for these higher ratings of, of movies and video games and stuff, right? Like, right. How do you do it? How, how do you make criteria for that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's difficult. I I see what you're saying and I I honestly don't have a solution. I guess the closest thing I would have is, you know, I would respect a company like, say, Cards Against Humanity, if they just added a line on the front or back, you know, for adults only, even with an exclamation mark, so it seems fun. But, yeah, I don't know.
1: There might might be something on the box. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I
2: I just wish they would volunteer. I have it hidden
1: behind a bunch of other little boxes so I can't look at it on the shelf right now, but uh one one there was one last thing I wanted to say, oh, okay, I don't th- I really dislike when games come out with like the dirty version of a game mm-hmm. like uh, like okay, it's classic example that comes to mind is code names. we've all played code names, mm-hmm. there is a version of that called Codenames After Dark or what or Codenames Dark or something. That's just like dirty words out there that you're trying to link together and make everybody guess. Now that actually I don't believe that was actually made by the same uh company as Codenames. They just were allowed to borrow the name or something. I don't think it's the, actually the same people. But still it's it's not necessary. I don't need a I don't need a dirty version of codenames. What the fuck? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't know.
0: Well, that's where I think these games appeal to some people's sensibilities. Some people have more perverted sensibilities, and then yeah. they have that option. They can play their tentacle game. They can play their perverted <laughs> yeah. codenames. The options are there for them. Yeah,
1: that's
2: true. That's true.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, I think we beat this segment today. Yeah,
1: no, I like it. I thought that was a good one.
2: All right. Well, now it's time for movie musings and can you say, can you be a bit more excited when you say it
1: oh, come on man i yeah. put some real panache in the crazy now cardboard. it's time
2: for movie musings better on a topic that i'm only <laughs> moderately excited about and that's why it came out the first time when i said movie musings oh marvel phase four okay so here's we're gonna discuss marvel phase four i looked it up i'm even looking in the wrong spot guys but other than Spider-Man 2, I just saw untitled film this year, untitled film this year. Mm. And I don't know if I'm misunderstanding. So they got slots. Go they this. have a
1: number of films they are planning, but you have unreleased which ones
2: are which. Yeah. Is that
0: what yeah. And I tried to I research this. Marty,
2: did you find anything deeper than well, Spider-Man Well, what I 3? was
0: thinking with this segment was more along the lines oh. of what do we, we, want? we want? Oh, like, okay. What Good. should Marvel be doing? Because after Avengers 4 what's going to happen? Is that going to be earth shattering for the Marvel universe? I know they're starting off again with uh, Spider-Man homecoming two, which yeah. will be like the kickoff to phase four. Are they just going to focus on more human elements, character building, small movies and shy away from these big, not necessarily big budget, but you know, big war action set pieces and kind of, kinda of like how Homecoming One was, you know, just yeah, more as grounded. Series. It was, it was grounded. That's a perfect word for it. And I know they're moving um they're like they're gonna do a prequel film. Um what's that? Uh Oh, Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel. This prequel
1: is set in like nineteen ninety one or something. Yeah. So before like everything.
0: So like they're they're kinda I think they're Which actually makes sense. They're doing a Nick Fury, I think, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would could be interesting. Yeah.
0: So like there, there's some potential. Like there. a Nick Fury prequel? Like a yeah, young, yeah. Kind of casting, or you he might be um, with uh, Captain Marvel, actually.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I think that's right. Yeah. I think, yes, Nick Fury plays a prominent role in, in Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Ms. Marvel. But, you know, it totally makes sense, though, just in in because, like, in uh, what, Iron Man 2, when Fury's got, like, this Avenger initiative portfolio already created, like, mm-hmm. at that point, we, as the audience, haven't seen any other heroes. So, like, I like that. That totally makes sense. I'd be interested. The chronology that they've, they've set
0: up. Right? I'd be interested about Ms. Marvel because, like, obviously she's not around anymore, or something. Yeah, what the that hell? Where the hell so is like, she? Right? Like she hasn't been here She could have a really tragic story, which would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You guys are touching on everything. This is great. You guys are touching on everything that I want to bring up as well. And, and this is the direction that I went here. One thing I wrote down that I thought is I think we're going to see the spotlight come off the Avengers that have taken us through phases one, two, three. Yeah, the
0: core crew. The core
2: crew. I don't think we're going to have another Iron Man standalone film for sure. I don't think we need one. No, well, that's my whole point. I really
1: am over Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. I'm so fucking tired of him.
2: To be honest, like, I'm over Captain America, unless it's it's where he gets killed off and Bucky takes over. I agree.
1: It's time to pass the mantle for sure. Exactly. And I love Chris Evans as Captain America, so I totally agree with that. You know,
2: and, okay, even if Thor is fantastic and, you know, is the best of the three Thor films – I like Thor a lot, but do I want to see Thor 4, 5, 6? Not really. Yeah. Like, I want to – I'm excited for Black Panther, you know, I because it's yeah, so I wanna, unique. I want to see
1: what they do with it for sure. And, yeah.
2: and Miss Marvel. I'm excited apparently. to see
1: Wakanda. Yeah. I really, I'm really excited to see how how, how they portray uh You
2: saw the trailer that came out last week,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wakanda, it has a few good glimpses. Yeah. yeah, I'll take a look. Is it a new trailer? Yeah. Okay, I'll take a look at it. Uh, apparently the new Thor film is the first of a series of Hulk buddy films or like Hulk team. Oh. Up. <laughs> so like, because he can't make a Hulk standalone. So apparently I was reading this as like the first of a Hulk trilogy.
2: But you know what? That's I funny. I like that because one of the things I want to see is I want to see a shaking up of the formula. Marvel, if they can be accused of anything, it's formula. Yeah. And even though they're different streams, they're different Avengers have, their own genres of movies they stick to that very precisely yeah
1: well and you know what's interesting about the the buddy the buddy cop thing like i think that's super smart because i would love to see more team-up movies Mm -hmm. honestly like Mm -hmm. these these peripheral characters that are kind of like semi-prominent members of the avengers but not really good enough or popular enough to, to have their own movie I mean, as it is, the the cast of the Avengers as it stands now, that's not the case, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like the Hawkeye's or the Black Widows, a Hawkeye Black Widow team up movie would be pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, kind of like a spy genre. Or Absolutely. Something like that. I would yeah. love that. See, and I think that is what they should have done in the Netflix series yeah. with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I liked Luke Cage's standalone series. It was good, but it wasn't as it wasn't nearly as good as Daredevil or Jessica Jones. I seem and to recall that... Iron Luke, Fist was
0: garbage. I seem to recall that Luke Cage and Iron Fist are gonna be together in the next Yeah,
1: series. which is great because, they, you know, they're whatever the name of... I forget what they're like. The guns were higher or whatever. Their, their hands were higher, I think. Whatever it's called. But, like, Iron Fist did not need a standalone fucking series. And it was very disappointing that they based the Defenders storyline off of his. Basically, like, ugh. So I wanna see the Marvel Cinematic Universe take a similar thing. I wanna see some of these characters that don't often get the spotlight. And even though they're gonna be sharing the spotlight, it's still more spotlight than they're getting now.
0: It's great. And it also avoids the issue of having too many characters. Exactly,
1: yes. And then you don't have to worry about slotting in so many friggin' movies that everyone needs to see to to get this ever expanding storyline. And yeah, I just and I think after Avengers Four, they they need to reel everything in. Everything's mm-hmm. getting too big right now. Like I'm very wary of uh, Infinity War Part 1 and 2. I don't know how they're going to be. I I don't know. I'm reserving, heavily reserving judgment, and I'm not trying to overhype myself
0: about it. I would love to see a trailer.
1: I really want to see a trailer. Yeah, I really want to see it. That
0: would be amazing. That
1: would be awesome, re- but I'm just really reserving. Same with Justice League. I'm really reserving ju- on Justice League, despite the the the, fault it, the faults that the entire DC Cinematic Universe has. I'm really just waiting on, to see it. Reserve judgment. I'm not gonna I'm trying not to lean any way towards for any of these movies right now. Because I always end up overhyping it for myself or or just really hating it, I guess. There's no there isn't an opposite of the overhype for me. Either <laughs> either I'm disappointed or it was really just fucking bad. You just build
0: right. up a like uh pre like hatred for it before you even see it.
1: Totally. That's right, that's right. And then you've met You've, you've met these expectations that are like negative expectations and yeah. you're like, and it's so much easier to account something to negative expectations than to hold it to high regard, I think. Especially for you. Especially for me.
2: <laughs> um, 6.5.
0: <laughs> five,
2: five and a half. One very straightforward question I want to throw to you guys is, do you think we're going to see, I would say, more than one? Like two plus... Uh, Avengers die in three or four? Are are we going to start to see some characters die, some stakes being upped that way as we move into phase four?
0: Well, minor spoilers. I was reading somewhere that I guess there was a casting call for one of these films where they were filming a uh, funeral scene. Uh. But... To me, that seems pretty obvious. He had, like, they have to kill off some of They have to. At you least some of them. You cannot
1: fight Thanos without casualties.
0: To make the the fourth film have some sort of weight, I think at least someone important has to die. Someone needs to three.
1: die in part one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain America needs to die in yes. Infinity War part yes, one. Yes, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. You know what? That would be great. a great idea. That would be awesome. The word I use to the point, like, we've had so many Marvel films, and the stakes are, are still so low. It's awkward. Like, when I think about it, it it's awkward. It it like uh defies narrative structure. At some point there has to be tragedy. There has to be something yeah. to make things move forward, yeah. and there hasn't been. Right. Even in Civil War, the yeah. absolute worst thing that happened is that War Machine, that who's really a minor was, character yeah. to begin with, did not die. Did not die, but I've, gets injured. Yeah, you're right. I think we have touched on this before. So yes, we when have.
1: we're talking about DC. I think we we touched on it. We have. Um, but. Yeah, I know it's funny. And you know what? Unlike uh, Batman versus Superman. Like we, like I bitch and moan about Superman dying with no real emotional weight to Batman or Wonder Woman because they've all just met for the first time. Now we have that emotional punch that a death can finally hammer to the audience with this whole universe that they built up. This is the time to do it. Yes,
0: which is why it didn't work with Quicksilver and No. It was too. it was like, it was a throwaway. You're like oh, great. Yeah, at least Hawkeye's still. <laughs> I <It> was like, <laughs> right, like, <laughs> was like having a red coat or whatever. From yeah, it
1: was he was a red shirt, red shirt. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I guess you knew that going in because because of uh, Fox's Quicksilver, right? Like yeah. you you know, how's this gonna work? Well, one of these guys gotta die. Like <laughs> somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna get
0: throat cut. Um the worst, the the right one died. <laughs> yeah, the, the right the right, <laughs> the right one died. <laughs> Uh that's good.
1: <laughs> but as far as the new lineup, I don't know what the hell they do. Because, okay, I, I it's got to be. Cap's got to die. Yes. Iron Man's got to go the way of something. Yeah, like Fuck Iron Man. Get both of them out. Kill Vision, because
2: that's got to stay with version, the comics. Something.
1: You, you, you know, okay, you know what? Thanos has got to be killing Vision. Thanos is going to rip. Graphically. Yes, he's going to rip that gem from his head. Yes. Boom, gone. Slap in, in front, front of Scarlet Witch. Oh, Wind. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah slap it right in the gauntlet and then he's gonna go to fucking town on time space and everything that yeah. exists which would
0: be great because scarlet Witch has some sort of like time space powers yeah you know making her go crazy would be an awesome oh, that would be, that really would be really cool, cool. Yeah. and then great.
1: and then in phase four they roll into like a house of am thing yeah. where she, her powers she goes insane her powers going nuts and she like erases wow. i guess they can't because like in house of M, she like, era- uh, like erases and she erases and mutants basically mutants <laughs> Which <laughs> drastic reduces the population of mutants from like hundreds of thousands to like a hundred plus, hand, like a small handful. And the only one in House AM who remembers is Wolverine, of course, because Wolverine's memory is all buggy and shit from all the Weapon X stuff and blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> but it's obviously they can't do that. Very scientific. Oh, yeah. Very, very. Um, but I don't know. That's cool. I, I really like the idea of reality warping stuff. And we're getting some like cool like Elseworld movies where shit is just fucked up. Yeah. Super, like on his head backwards, kind of thing. So, is
0: Hulk in Avengers three and four?
1: I gotta assume. Yeah, I, gotta I don't be. know. He's got it, right? I do I that wasn't. A, I wasn't sure. I have no idea. Is Miss Marvel in them? I don't think so. Mm. Exactly right. So I'm wondering if that Miss Marvel, like you said, super tragedy. Like, is she gonna be like Han Solo, encased in carbonite or something for the next thirty years, oh, and then they like Cap. And they, oh my
2: god! <laughs> and then they meet I each mean, other, <laughs> and then, and then Howard the Duck gets under prison at the same oh, time.
0: Love at first.
2: Hey, how we, love at first quack. We
1: know Howard the Duck is roaming around somewhere <laughs> he, in the galaxy. Yeah, we do
2: know. We do know the
1: Iron. So, so then, what do they do with Miss Marvel? Does she die at the end of her own movie? That'd be cool. I don't think. Would so. Would it be though? Would it, Would you need? Would the, a what, single what, what movie? What's the,
0: what was the I, point?
2: Exactly right. What a single movie would not be able to. Well, and you hire Brie Larson, who just won an Oscar, yeah. like for Best Actress. So why would you do that for a one-off film where she dies? Yeah. It's possible. Well, I, I
1: can certainly see Miss Marvel being the leader of the New Avengers in Phase Four. Okay, that's, that's okay. Very, that's cool. I think that's very plausible. That's cool. And yeah, depending on what happens at the end of her movies, I don't know. She's somewhere. Like who knows where the fuck she is or what she's been doing since nine since the nineties, right?
0: Um, That'd be a pretty badass role for a. Dino too. To actually that would be, be cool. That's cool. Because
1: then, yeah, and then you know you get Bucky as Cap being second in command. You got no Iron Man. Fuck Iron Man. You, so, but but what about like okay, Wanda and Hawkeye and Black Widow? What are they going to do with these characters? Do they move forward? Like what what happens to them? Like there aren't enough. There yeah. isn't There isn't enough secondary. People outside of the Avengers to fill a whole new roster, right? So you can't lose everybody. Are you Sure about
0: that? There's a lot. Like who? Uh, all the Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man, okay. Wasp.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot Doctor about Ant-Man
0: Strange, and Black Panther.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. But
0: you, and every like ancillary I don't, character. I don't see
1: how. I don't see that working though.
0: I like. No, I know I, what you mean. Like, are they enough? It was like when yeah. they had the uh, second team training, I think, at the end of Avengers 2. Yeah, you're like, oh, like, this look is at the wannabes. Great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, in the, in the case of Black Panther... You know, he's kind of got his own posse. I mean, he's a king in his own area, halfway across the world. He doesn't need to. He's he not a team-up character.
1: Exactly. It does not make sense for him to join the Avengers. Precisely my point. Yeah, he could be easily be a cool ally to pull in. You know, same mm, okay. as Doctor
0: Strange, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 And
1: Doctor Strange wouldn't want to be part of the Avengers. He's got yeah. to fucking protect the Sanctum Sectorium or whatever the hell it is. But right? like Spider-Man could be eventually. Yeah. 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 Even though he's yeah, I would. I'm gonna. <laughs> I love to think of. Spider-Man fighting Thanos like super comparatively, and
0: Thanos like even without even Thanos without the glove, but even most of the Avengers. So
1: yeah, like
0: what is Hawkeye going to do? (laughs) Exactly. No, you're
1: totally right. You're totally right. I love so so like in the comic uh, of in in the Infinity War or whatever. Like they all go into space and they all have like these spaces and stuff. And like Spider-Man's like he's like with them for some reason. He's in space and he's like. Shooting his webs, but it's in space, so his webs just go, does it start <laughs> to float up? He's <laughs> like the most ineffectual son of a That's bitch. That's great. Web. That's awesome. He yeah, can't web sling. I know, so I just think about that every time I think of Spider Man being
0: in Infinity War.
1: It's just, oh, it makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, when you get to like the infinity level characters, you think of like some of these mutants would actually be effective. Foils for yeah, you know, Thanos, like uh Phoenix, for example, yeah. right? Yeah. But we don't yeah. have that really. Yeah. The like, only like we have Thor. Yeah. Thor is competitive. Yeah. You have Hulk, obviously.
1: Yeah. Two biggers. But yeah. again, as he gets his hands on that gauntlet with all the gems, none of them stand a chance. In the comic, they need to bring in these cosmic deities to help bring Thanos down. Wow. And the only thing that defeats is Thanos defeats himself. So apparently he's got like you know he's um he's got like some crazy deep seated self doubt and is like subconsciously self destructive of himself. Like literally, he is his own downfall, and he gets I don't know. He just like wants to see himself fail or something. Like it's something weird. I don't know. It's it's obviously it's much better explained in the comic, and it kind of makes sense, even though this comic is you know. Well, I know he's 90s, like
0: constantly think. courting death, and he's yeah, like, yeah. So that's his recession. main
1: that's his main drive because he wants to use his gauntlet to wipe out half of the universe to impress death or whatever. Or something like that, and so I don't know how they're legitimately going to defeat Thanos. So, like in the so in the comics, he like the glove comes off or something somehow, and then uh, Nebula actually picks it up. So, like she's like bent and broken, and like he's like Thanos is like mind slave in the in the comic or whatever. So she looking for retribution picks up the glove and slides it on, and then everybody has to team up with Thanos to take down her. Uh, And, of course, she's much less effective wielding this crazy powerful thing, you know, because she's who she is, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. So, I don't know what they're going to do with the movie. How are they legitimately going to defeat that
0: Rocket, rocket. (laughs)
1: Unless unless they're going to severely depower the gauntlet and these stones, which, up until now, doesn't make any sense with how they've been depicting them.
0: Oh, Yeah. Shit, there's been
1: like entire movies about like in the first Guardians when you get this legit world-breaking stone. uh, Yeah, it's And he's gonna have a handful of them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I they compound. What are they? I don't know. Have they? Have they cast and written themselves into a hole? I don't think I'm going to be satisfied with the outcome.
0: But I wonder if we're looking at some of these other films where these heroes have fought other major villains. I wonder if there's any way they will recruit some of these villains to help them take down Thanos.
1: That's... That a be. vulture,
0: even though he's not that powerful. Right, okay, so who Iron who is available?
1: Iron Monker. What happened to Obadiah? Is he in prison? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead, okay. <laughs> so who who then is there? Every villain they fight, they kill.
0: Who's that one that, um, um Doctor Strange, what is he? Oh, yeah. Dormammu Dora- Dora- or something? Uh, Dormammu. Yeah. The huge, the- okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about
1: well, that. He's a cosmic being. He is a cosmic being, you are yeah. right.
0: And Doctor Strange does have access to these things.
1: You're right. Wow, I didn't even think of that. That's a really good point. Plus, that's you know, every,
0: like, Asgardian god, yeah. all that stuff. Idris Elba. Yes. Takes his big... That's true. You know, what about the goddess of death they're fighting in... Uh, in Ragnarok. In Ragnarok. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's apparently really
0: powerful, from yeah. what I read. You
1: know, that'd be cool if that's who Thanos was trying to
0: court. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. Also, Loki. Loki could just deceive him into losing.
1: <laughs> there we go. Well, I mean, we're not going to get a Thor Loki team up in Ragnarok. We're going to do it again in Infinity War? We've
0: done it in every other film. I yeah,
1: I know. that's true. Man, Loki true. just
2: keeps popping back yeah. up again and yeah.
1: again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I just think I'm just going to be disappointed at, at, the, at the outcome, like how they solve it. I am I think I'm going
0: to be disappointed. I just want to see a trailer. I want to see a trailer really bad. I
1: know. That's why I'm trying to... It's annoying talking about it. And it's dredging up all my feelings and my my issues with it, and I'm trying not to let them impact my, my opinion of things. This but, is called
0: Marvel Therapy.
1: good i need to talk it up
2: (laughs) so we're kind of getting at my third point here which is does marvel need to give themselves a shot in the arm i think our answer is a definitive yes they can't keep continuing to go this way and do you think right now things are stale i
1: would say they're well if they are not stale then they are well on their way to becoming stale yeah 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 like i didn't I didn't see Guardians 2, but I just heard that yeah, it's it's good, but it's a, it's the same, it's the same, it's samey, right? Yeah, now. is that true? Did you, did you I haven't seen US it scene? yet.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. It's uh, it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, but the first one was one of the high points oh, yeah. of Marvel Universe. That's true,
1: it's, and it's funny talking about that still, is when Guardians came around. It was a shot in the arm. It was when it came in. Yeah, it came out. Yeah. Yes, so maybe
0: Ragnarok is the, is the newest shot in the arm. And I, I feel with Guardians 2, it was very samey as yeah. i like to say you know it it, it really d- didn't cross any new ground in terms of feeling for me you know okay. i think that was what made guardians one unique is that it would have a lot right. more feeling and, and humor and, and almost like dark humor to it that yeah that a lot of these films didn't have it, it had that edge and that self-referential tone that you know it wasn't yeah. afraid to make fun of itself a little bit and mm-hmm. i think no scene it was more indicative of that than that one scene where uh uh chris pratt's wanting to get his walkman back and uh he's just getting con- like electro zapped yeah remember. yeah totally <laughs> um yeah and you know number two wasn't quite up to the snuff mm. right so yeah i think that was for me where i was going okay you know now i know ragnarok's around the corner but th- this one needs to be be good and that, that that's a bad thing too that one film's enough for us to go like oh they're stale
1: yeah you're, yeah i mean like we were talking about like with the high standards thing it's much easier to, to compare something uh, and see and find it not meeting those standards that the entirety of the cinematic universe have, have set.
0: Well, yeah, you're only as good as the last thing you did.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Which is sad, but it makes sense, right? Like, I mean, consistency is key. Imagine. Like, <laughs> you know, well,
0: think about um, Justice League. Imagine what we'd be thinking if Wonder Woman was terrible.
1: You oh know. yeah, it would be. I would be full on board uh, full on the fence of not
0: excited for it at mm-hmm. all, I think. I don't I think I'd borderline not even see it.
1: Yeah. It may not yeah. Fuck. No, uh, I
2: mean I'd have to see it. I'm throwing that out there. Oh no, no, I know, I, I know. know. You, you gotta see it. See it. You
1: don't gotta me. go see it. I I need to see this. Ah, just I don't know. I haven't even seen a Justice League trailer that's blowing me away. I mean I know we're talking about Marvel here. We keep talking about Justice League. But it's you inevitably make the comparisons, right? Marvel's. I mean it's the same thing. We could have we could have a whole other topic about the future of the DC universe if we really wanted to. The future is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already talked about this.
2: You're right. We did. Oh, shit. Wow. Did, Listen to that. You know what my art would be? We're not going to do that segment. but if, We
1: already did. Martin said we did okay. legit talk about DC already.
2: I should have done uh, some artwork using a screenshot of Sad Affleck. Yep. That's what I should have done. Sure. That defines... Hello,
1: darkness, my old friend. Uh, What's uh, the next point? Is that the last one? No, point? that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, well, is there anything else you guys had to say about the future? What are you hoping for? Like, hopes, dreams?
2: Aspirations? aspirations? <laughs> uh, for me, we have we basically touched on absolutely everything I, I've had. I want to see uh, boldness and story. I want to see... Uh, team-ups and new characters. I want to see deaths and higher stakes. Yep, I want um, risks. And if I don't get all of those things, I think I'm still going to be a little bit disappointed. I mean, this, has been, this is a bloated franchise that's been around
0: for a lot of years. They really need to shake it up. There's my mm-hmm. two cents. I think so, too. I think they've spent many years mm-hmm. expanding. Now they need to bring it all together. Bring it together quickly and concisely before it gets out of hand and before we're bored with it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with both of you. Yeah, and uh, in, uh, Infinity War Part One and Two needs to blow up this this balloon that has been inflating for the last what ten oh. years?
0: Yeah, nine, ten years, nine, ten years. years.
1: And then they need to just pick up the pieces. They need to find all those great little pieces and pick them up. Leave everything else on the floor. Put them together. Yeah, I want. I want to. I need to condense. I want it smaller. I want it. You know, I want it. I want it to be affected. Emotionally, by every movie that comes out, I want you know I want that stuff. Infinity yeah.
0: War needs to be like the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel franchise.
1: Yes, yeah. it needs like everything's got to be on the line. Yeah, everything is on the line. The entire universe is on the line. That's yeah. why it's going to be so easy for them to fuck up. I'm so uh, I uh, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous for this. I just and I don't want to be disappointed. That's out next, man. Uh, is it? I don't. Fuck no, it. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Cool.
0: We did our research. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. well that's it for me wow.
1: yeah I think that wraps it up pretty good so should we do the uh, end of the podcast stuff yeah the let cut her off alright well thank you listener for joining us again I don't think we have we don't have a, we don't have a bonus episode coming out next Monday no nope. so in uh, you know in two weeks listen look for episode 9 I'm sure it'll be just as good as this one <laughs> <laughs> but if you like what we're doing um, you find us find our Facebook page give us a like give us a comment you know tell us your own thoughts about uh, phase uh, phase four moving into phase four uh, I would love to hear what you guys think of uh, you know a condensed team you know, like a new team let's, let's get some rosters tell us some of your rosters I want to hear that and uh, visit our website at gtpopcast dot wordpress dot com for you know the show notes um, links to where you can listen to us on SoundCloud on iTunes or on Stitcher you know review us there give us some comments we'd love to hear from you guys from your listeners I think that's it. I have been Leland Steel.
2: I'm Marty. And I'm Moby. Take care, listener. Thanks, listener.